Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. And Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Experience Asheville on a whole new level on a guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, gorgeous views, and van-chauffeured transportation. Tours daily, year-round, with cover and heated rooftop areas. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC, which is part of the iHeart Network. And I want to say, Speaking of Travel is very proud to be a part of the iHeart platform, the number one for podcasting. Now, you be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and you can sign up for the Travel Club, and you'll receive the latest in travel news and travel tips. And I am gathering up for 2020 some really incredible vacation opportunities, and you're going to want to check them out and maybe start making your plans to get away. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on on that Speaking of Travel website, on the iHeartRadio app, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much any podcast platform, you can find Speaking of Travel. Well, you know, over the years, I've had the opportunity to talk to many amazing musicians. And what I've discovered is that no two full-time musicians' touring schedules are ever the same. But the question still remains, how do you travel for weeks on end and maintain your sanity? And for traveling musicians, it just seems like you have to have a lot of flexibility and really a free-spirited and resilient mindset to find it easier to navigate that stress that you get when you're living on the road. And how do you keep your body from breaking down and quitting on you and How do you keep close friendships when you're rarely seeing the people you love? Well, I know that there are a lot of musicians who go out on the road at some point in their careers. And my guests today are Bob and Scott Cerny, the Cerny Brothers. And they're musicians who love to connect with their listeners on a really personal level in the flesh. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Good. Yeah, doing great. So you're actually on the road as we speak. That's kind of pretty amazing. Yep. We're headed to a show in Atlanta tonight, so it's about four hours from Nashville, so not too bad of a drive. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Do you travel in a in a van or a car? What's your mode of transportation? Uh, we travel in basically a 12-passenger van. Um we used to travel with a band, and we would have a trailer and a van and all that stuff. But lately, me and Bob have just been playing as a duo, so we kind of uh, um, just roll on this thing. 
Yeah, we've done all sorts of uh, different iterations of the van life. I mean, at, at one point, we had a, a seat in the back, but it was it was mostly covered in equipment, so you could barely sit. And then after long drives across the country, we were like, this, uh, this is going to have to change. <laughs> So how do you do it now? Do you have you have a place to sleep in the van? No, we never really sleep in the van. We uh, prefer uh, really cheap hotels. Yeah, over yeah. If we if we ever had to, we could, but we've actually never done that. I don't think there's yeah. I don't think we've ever slept in the van. So you travel a lot. You get. It sounds like you guys are on the road a lot. And I want to talk to you a little bit about your um, your brotherhood, you two. So, which one of you is the older brother? That would be me, Bob. So Bob is older. And then, how much difference between you and Scott? Um, he's about a year and a half older than me. So. Oh. So you're pretty close in, in age. And let's get an idea. Where did you grow up? Were you a traveling family? We So we were born in Fort Belvoir, Virginia, because our dad was in the military. But we spent like a year or two there, so we don't really remember it. And uh, and then we kind of lived in two locations. We lived on, a, on the Rock Island Arsenal. Rock Island is kind of like an island. It's part of the Quad Cities um, in northwestern Illinois. And uh, my dad was, uh, he was, he worked in the Corps of Engineers, um, but he worked on the military base there. And uh, a good amount of growing up was there. And then we moved about 30, 40 minutes um, from there, which is where we kind of, uh, you know, went through high school and stuff like that. But, But most of our, you know, surroundings, it was just a real small town. I mean... Our high school was surrounded by cornfields, you know. Um, I think the town, Sherrard, Illinois, has, like, population 700. It and might we even didn't, be dropping at this point. Yeah. And we didn't, we, so we didn't travel that much, like, you know, growing up. Um, I mean, we would go on a vacation here and there, but our mom also is Spanish. So the biggest travel we would do was we would go overseas. And as kids, we probably went there four or five times. It started out when we were really young, so again, don't remember too much of it, but I think the last time we went was we were in high school and we went alone with our younger sister. So we travel a little there, but but we were mostly in the same spot growing up. So when did you decide that you wanted to do something different with your life and, and get off the farm, as it were? Mm-hmm. From when we were really young, to be honest, we always had an itch to kind of get out of our town. We, we sort of felt a little trapped um, because, you know, we were just into music and movies and there wasn't too many, you know, artists that we liked that would come through town. We'd have to go to like Chicago a lot. Um, I remember we would travel to Chicago just to see certain movies that were coming out because they wouldn't be playing in our area. I think from really early age, we were kind of had an itch to sort of get out and see the world. And, uh, you know, when we were about, well, I think I was 12 when uh, Bob might have been 13 when we decided to start a band and start like, you know, Robert just one day randomly was like, we should start a band and I should sing. So I was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, and I always, I remember too, from a young age, I always just had a restless spirit. Um, And I still do. And I always 
I thought as being a musician, I always really loved the idea of touring, that you could get to travel different places and play your music. I thought that would be like a dream job to be able to do that. Um, and while, you know, as an adult, it can be exhausting, it's, it's still something, it would be hard for me to just constantly be in one place and not move around. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you're yeah, and, born with that or something. And don't get us wrong. I mean, if, if we're on the road for a long time, we honestly just want to be home for a little bit. But we've definitely also experienced being home too much where you just get this feeling. You're like, man, what am I doing? I need to get out there. I need to, you know, if we're not, like, playing shows at all for, like, a whole month, I start to feel a little strange. So you really you really do spend a lot of time on the road and you've created really um, such a beautiful uh, array of, of songs and songwriting and uh, singing about these experiences that you've been able to have as you've been going around to meet people in the flesh. That's, you know, that says a lot about what your, uh, your priorities are. Yeah, that's, Actually, I mean, it, it, especially on this last album I did, but really on everything that we write, it, it's it's very much. Um, can you still hear it? Good? Yeah, yeah, I can hear it. Okay. Um, I was saying on this uh, on this last album, but but really all of our songs that we write are very much fueled by the people we meet and the places we go to, and. I think in another life, too, me and Scotty, or maybe this life, I don't know, we would have been kind of, we would have loved to be documentarians as well, which is kind of what you do in songwriting, because traveling around and meeting all these different people from rural places, from urban places, from, you know, family people to single people to just all different types, and really being able to talk with them and, and, and get a part of their personality, even if it's just for a... Um, a short minute is uh, makes I don't know about other people, but it makes me feel just very fulfilled, kind of like just closer to you know even the U.S. or the world or people in general. I love that thought. And when we come back, I want to talk more about how you travel, where how you make the choices of where you go from town to town. I'm here with the Cerny brothers and. They are on, literally on the road as we're talking to them today on Speaking of Travel. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville, Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Want to experience that Asheville vibe from the sky? Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them on a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular and mountain city views, along with van chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered year-round, rain or shine, with covered and heated rooftop areas. Come sip and see the city from a bird's eye view with us. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. 
With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars and let me see what spring is like on Welcome back to Speaking of Travel, broadcast here on the number one platform for podcasting, iHeartRadio. I am so proud to be able to say that. And you can always listen to Speaking of Travel on the free iHeartRadio app. So you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world. And this These guys that I'm talking to right now, uh, they are literally on the road as we're talking. They're the Cerny brothers, and it's Bob and Scott Cerny, and they are in their van on their way. Where are you going? You're going to Atlanta? Yep. Yep, we're playing at a a little place called Eddie's Attic. Well, that sounds like fun. So we were talking before the break about traveling and so once you guys got out of the heartland, as it were, where did you go next? Like, where did you land when you realized that you wanted to be musicians? You'd now been playing for a while together. How did you kind of get the idea that it was time to move on? Well, we moved. We basically went uh, directly from Illinois to Los Angeles. So, I mean, you know, think of small town you grow up in to like Los Angeles. So, I mean, it was sometimes at our shows, we say that it was almost like moving to a different country. I mean, it was, it was so different at first. And we, we were really into movies as well as music. We kind of had a hand in making some independent movies while, while we were in college. So we were kind of thinking, we always felt a little limited about where we were from. Um, so we wanted to be in a place where we could do music and movies, and there was literally no upper limit in terms of what we could do. So imagine just kind of two small-town farm kids, you know, moving to L.A. We knew one person, basically. He was our uh, our vet's um, son, the guy who put our, our family dog down. Um, that was the connection. <laughs> And he was your connection in L.A., so you were headed out there with your one connection and dreams of of being able to immerse yourself in all this wonderful culture and music and film and really be a part of it. So did you become a part of it? Yeah, you know, we we made our first, uh, well, not our first album, but uh, a very important album for us. We recorded out there. We started touring. Um, at this point, me and Bob had played in basically every state in the country, and that definitely started while we were in L.A. You know, it sort of connected us to our manager, our first couple agents, you know, our first record label. So definitely, I think, being there um, helped get us into the music industry, into the scene in a way. And, and you know... It's, it's difficult to say where the best place to be a musician is these days. But uh, I think, you know, being in a city where you have all those opportunities is definitely better than, you know, staying in a real small town if you're trying to 
get your music out there. Well, and just you mentioned, you know, Los Angeles and the culture there and stuff like that. It's, it's such a, uh, it's a unique, really amazing place to be immersed in as even as an artist or someone who's creative or, um, uh, you know, we just kind of soaked everything up like a sponge and there's just so much, so many different sort of things going on in LA. And I think even the culture living by the ocean is one thing. And then there's, you know, downtown and then there's all different types of kind of ethnicities living out in different neighborhoods. There's just, there's just so much going on. And I think if you listen to our album that we recorded in Ojai, California, which is about an hour north of Los Angeles, it definitely has a California feel. You know, there's like a very upbeat kind of adventurous sense to it that maybe wasn't in our other music. Well, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your music because you really, you play, um, you have such a lovely um, vibe. <laughs> like, where, where is that coming from? It does, it does it shift as you, like you were just talking about being in California and kind of having that feel as you were writing your music? I, you know, I think some of it is kind of elusive. Um, but the main part of our songs and stuff, you know, I would imagine has to come somewhere from kind of deep inside you. I would imagine with any artist it's like that. So, um, I don't know, whatever's in those songs is, is somehow in us. And it's our thoughts about, you know, the world and, you know, just how we think of things, I suppose. And I, I think when you're making a decision or you're making a statement about everything, about anything, it, it's helpful to just have information. And so I guess me and my brother just feel privileged that we've been able to travel all over and we've been able to talk to so many people because it gives us more information. And so, you know, we definitely don't know everything, but it's helpful to sort of have a wider experience of humanity than just growing up with one region or one area because we've talked a lot about how the 50 states are almost like 50 different countries in one country, you know, hanging out in Seattle um, with a bunch of young people is a lot different than hanging out in like rural Texas with older people, you know, and you can learn things from both experiences. That's such a beautiful thing to be able to bring the music to the people, uh, you know, I'm sure there are, like you were saying, growing up in Illinois, there weren't a lot of venues in your small town to hear music and to have live performances. And now yeah. you're doing exactly that. You're going into small towns and venues in places that are in more rural and diverse areas. Was that intentional? To be honest, at first, we just kind of would play wherever anyone would have us. I mean... All right. In the early days, it was a very crude version of that, where, you know, our first few shows were just random birthday parties of friends or high school variety shows or anywhere where there would be some excuse for people to be in a room and they have to listen to you. We played at, like, garage sales. Um, yeah, I think, I think some of it was intention, but a good amount of it happened naturally as well. You know, it, at, at this point in our careers, too, like, Sometimes, you know, we we play in uh, clubs and venues, but we also do what's called a house show, where we just do acoustic stripped-down stuff, and we go into someone's house, and they invite their friends over, and it can be anywhere from 25 people to 60 people, 
and we play acoustically in front of them. And sometimes, like, we'll just have fans around the country that go, hey, I see you're coming through here. Could you come play my house? Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And so some of the places we go are dictated by people out there who have hurt us in some way and, you know, want to get to know us or want to. So some of it does happen naturally, like the places we end up. Well, if I was going to look for you online, how would I find your music? Go to uh, to our website, www.thecernybrothers.com. And that's C-E-R-N-Y. I always say that as a habit. And uh, you can find it um, on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Amazon Music. Um, basically, anywhere that you can stream music, you can find it. Yeah, if you Google the Cerny Brothers, C-E-R-N-Y, um, all of our stuff will come up. We'll be the first hit, so... Well, we definitely will check that out. When we come back from the break, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the theme of your your newest endeavor. Is the newest one the Looking for the Good Land? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, I want to talk about that. Yep, I want to definitely um, chat, chat that up because it looks like the themes on that were really born from your travels and were literally talking to you right now while you're on your travels. So this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with the Cerny Brothers on the road. Moons above the desert can you see Have you ever felt their cold, cold Every story has its beginning. A starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Remember that summer is a very busy travel time, and you should plan accordingly. This means that with air travel, be sure to reserve enough time for the unexpected. When you arrive at the airport, you may not be able to find a parking spot as close to the terminal as you anticipated. Avoid the frustration and anxiety that can come from feeling rushed to find parking. Be aware that lines will most likely be longer than you expect, both at the ticket counter and at the TSA checkpoint. And again, plan for enough time. Remember that if you have checked in for your flight online or on the airline's mobile app, and if you are not checking a bag, you can bypass the ticket counter check-in and head straight to security screening. Just make sure you have your ID and boarding pass ready. A little extra time can transform a travel experience from frustrating to smooth and easy. For more travel tips, visit our Frequently Asked Questions on our website at flyavl.com. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them. Experience that Asheville vibe from the sky on a -a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. 
You'll enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular mountain and city views, along with van-chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered daily, year-round rain or shine with covered and heated rooftop areas. Don't miss the excitement. Come sip and see the city from a bird's-eye view with us. For more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and guess what? It's time to catch up with our fellow traveler, Doc Lawrence, as he takes us along the Gourmet Highway. Well, today, Doc is in Kingsland, Georgia, and that's the gateway to the Okefenokee Swamp and Cumberland Island. And let me tell you, Cumberland Island is the most magical, magical place in the whole wide world, and Doc's going to tell us all about it. But I've been there, and I just want to tell you, it is... The Wild Horses, and it's where John John and Caroline were married. Anyway, Doc, I love that Oprah selected Kingstown as Love Town, USA, and I bet you're having a heck of a good time down there. Marilyn, get your map out, or even better, go to Google Maps and look at the southeast corner, the very tip of Georgia, right by Florida and the Atlantic Ocean, and you'll see me standing there. I'm in Kingsland, Georgia. And our good friend Oprah Winfrey has called this one of her love towns. That is a label that she does not bestow on places that don't deserve it. This is paradise here. We're right by the ocean. We're right by the Okefenokee Swamp. I can see Cumberland Island from where I am. And I even went over there this morning, Marilyn. I could see the wild horses that are descendants of the Spaniards that came here 500 years ago and the herds remain untouched and protected. The marshes are gorgeous. The rivers are pure drinking water. The Okefenokee Swamp, which is just right up the way, is foreboding, but it's also welcoming. Did you know that the Okefenokee Swamp, Maryland, produces more Tupelo honey than any other place on this planet? Wow, what would breakfast be without it? Maryland, so many people are tired of holiday shopping. They start getting the blues, and you know when that happens, you need to get out of town for a few days. And I can't think of a better place to come than Kingsland and St. Mary's. They're side by side, but it is another world, and it is a wonderful world here. There's so much to do. There's trips everywhere. There's fishing galore. If you've not seen the wild horses on Cumberland Island yet, come down here sometime. I'll meet you, and I'll take you on the ferry and you'll see what the Spaniards left here 500 years ago, these amazing animals that run free. There's so much to do here. I'm exuberant. I'm just filled with enthusiasm. I'm going to celebrate tonight. And again, Marilyn, I always wish you were with me. I'm meeting some friends of mine from Jacksonville and Atlanta that are down here vacationing, and we're going to go to the oldest continually operating restaurant and bar in the state of Georgia, Captain Siegel's Waterfront Cafe, and what a place it is. Maryland, Captain Siegel at one time had a great fishing fleet, and this is the remnants of it, which is this magnificent restaurant. Uh, tonight, we're going to have scallops and grits, fried mullet. We're going to have mullet dip. We're going to have so much more, and I've already pre-ordered 
a bottle of dry Riesling to go with everything, and of course, Jack Daniels will be on the table. Uh, this is a holiday celebration. It's a celebration of a good life, the joie de vivre that we all feel each day in this wonderful area of America we call the Southland. So, Maryland, I've been out in the swamps. I've been fishing. I've been watching the horses on Cumberland Island. It's time for me to get back to my lush hotel room, change clothes, and get ready for dinner. So for now, this is Doc Lawrence for Maryland Bowl. And speaking of travel, on the Gourmet Highway from St. Mary's, Kingsland, Georgia, saying I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Well, Doc, I just don't want to miss any of the fun because Kingtown is definitely on my list of places to go and hang out. And remember, Doc, travel slowly. You can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, speaking of the highway, I have the Cerny brothers, Bob and Scott Cerny, on the road traveling to their next gig. And I've really enjoyed talking to you both. It's a little different, I have to say, having you in the car in motion. (laughs) Sorry about that. That's all right. It's a first, and it's very authentic. So I think it's, I think it works for you. Um, but you're on your way. And you know what? Before the break, I was talking about looking for the good land, and I want to talk to you about how that was born. How did you guys come up with that idea, and and what was going on? Well, I think with with a lot of our albums, you know, um, you know, we're we, we're constantly writing. And uh, when we start to gather a certain amount of songs, you know, we start to start thinking about an album. We, we put them together. And almost always, even if we haven't uh, intentionally thought of a theme, they kind of do fit well together. Because generally the songs are from like a, a similar period when we were writing them. Sometimes we'll, we'll put like a song from like we wrote two years ago or something like that. But they're generally from like the same period of time that we we're, you know, we were living in. That new album was very much informed by our touring across the country, the people that we met and the stories that we heard. And then that was kind of mixed in with our own feelings and emotions um, on the stuff that we were writing. And we called it Looking for the Good Land because it's uh, it's kind of a term of the heart, but it's also a slightly political in terms of identity of the country as well. So, like, the more personal part of it is that we found that, you know, everyone that we met around the country, they're just looking for um, a, a, a place where they can, you know, raise their kids, a place where they can be comfortable, where they can relax, where they can work and make a living. Um, almost so basic, you know. The people are just looking for a good life. Where they and, uh, and then the second part of that was, you know, as we were writing this, we're going through kind of these, you know, wavy political times where you could really see like a nation deciding what they thought their identity was and where we came from and what we are now. And it's kind of elusive, but there was something uh, putting those two things together was was what we were trying to explore um, on the on looking for the good land. Well, it really sounds like um, a documentary in music. And what do you think? I mean, it's it sounds like this is archival, historical um, perspective. I, I mean, thank you. 
<laughs> well, it's so beautiful. People forget, I think, that we all are, you know, the people. And for you to be able to go out there on the road and talk to people, f- find out who who they are, tell their stories, that's that's the way that we we move forward. So who would you say inspire you? A lot of different people. You know, we musically, we kind of grew up in the MTV generation, so we kind of experienced a lot of, you know, those rock bands that were kind of marketed to us in the late 90s. We were into more, like, heavy, kind of angsty music. But once we got into college, we kind of discovered Bob Dylan and Willie Nelson and some of these, like, all-time great songwriters that we sort of missed out on um, sort of growing up where we did. We just, I don't know, our parents weren't big music people, and so we just kind of missed out until later. Uh, But, you know, we've been inspired by tons of people, and and most of the people that we've been inspired by have been touring musicians, at least for part of their lives. I mean, obviously even the Willie Nelson, you know, uh, can't wait to get on the road again, that sort of vibe. You know, a lot of those great artists are definitely inspired by, you know, traveling all over the country, all over the world, um, playing music everywhere. Um, I think, too, the idea of looking for the good land, I had a, an artist once tell me that, you know, the important thing is not where you end up, it's sort of the journey, it's sort of uh, traveling and going. And so I think even the title, Looking for the Good Land, shows like, you know, we haven't really found it, but we're in search. And I think that's like one of the most important things you can do as a human is just constantly be curious and constantly be trying to be better and trying to, you know, make a world a place that you want to live in. I agree. And when we come back, I want to talk more about that. And I want to find out what your goals are uh, and some of the aspirations that you have moving forward. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Want to experience that Asheville vibe from the sky? Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them on a -a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular and mountain city views, along with van-chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered year-round, rain or shine, with covered and heated rooftop areas. Come sip and see the city from a bird's-eye view with us. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit FlyAVL.com to plan your next trip. The best way to feel the love is to share it. That's why Subaru created the Subaru Share the Love event. Over the last 11 years, Subaru has donated over $145 million to charity. This year, we're continuing the tradition. Right now, when you get a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charity partners. The ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. This year, 
Prestige Subaru welcomes Homeward Bound WNC and the Asheville Humane Society as our hometown charity partners. The Subarus share the love of it. Now through January 2nd at Prestige Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening on the iHeartRadio platform, the uh, number one platform for podcasting, iHeartRadio, just so you know. And you can listen to this episode or any episode by going to the iHeartRadio app. It's very simple, and you can listen anywhere, anytime. So we're here. I'm here talking to the Cerny brothers, Bob and Scott, and they're on the road now. Bob, did you happen to call Scott Scotty at you know, any time? That's so funny. People have been saying that lately, and uh, it must be true because I've heard it at least six times in the last couple months. And I think I probably did, but I don't even realize I'm doing it. So were you called Scotty when you were little, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more like a young nickname sort yeah. of. Yeah. Some people call me Scotty. It doesn't bother me too much. No, it's very nice. So let me talk to you a little bit more about being on the road because, you know, as I opened the show today, I was talking about musicians and, you know, they're traveling and they're on the road and their schedules are all different. And um, and obviously you guys have a lot of flexibility. You're free-spirited. You have a very resilient mindset. But how do you um, how do you stay friends like you're together all the time? Yeah, people ask us that, especially at shows. They they always say, "Man, if if I was on the road with my brother, we'd be you know at each other's necks." Um, but for us, even at a young age, we were always creating stuff together, or we were um, writing stuff on the piano together, or we were up in our room, you know, making music or or, or whatnot, and. And so we would have, you know, we would fight every now and then, but we would get along way more than we would fight. And I think also we're similar people, uh, similar outlook. Um, so that's also helped us as siblings get along pretty well. And, and I think, I really think it comes down to how our experience, when we, we, when we became adults and you start to realize, man, not everyone gets along, from families to friends. I mean, it's actually... It's not the easiest thing to do. And for some, I've actually been thinking about letting what kind of set us apart. And I think it's our experience. Um, just meeting people, seeing the way other people live, um, had to have informed our relationship now of, of, of respect and, um, you know, listening and, and conflict resolution and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I think respect is a big thing. And, you know, even though we're not the same exact person, we don't have the same exact beliefs about everything, like, we're both headed in the same direction. And I think if two people are going in the same direction, have the same overall goals about life, it's just easier to get along as long as you respect each other. Because, you know, no one is really in charge. I mean, if one of us feels super strongly about something, I think the other brother knows to kind of be like, okay, maybe I should let him go with that, even if I don't fully agree with that, you know? There's a constant push and pull, a constant 
compromise where compromise is possible. But, you know, in art, it's hard to compromise sometimes. Sometimes you just have to let one vision be the vision. Um, and I, I don't know, I think we've just found out how to navigate that over about 15 years of making stuff together. Well, things are starting to change a little bit because I understand, Bob, you have a, a little a little child. What's that like? Yep. Yep, I got a two-year-old. Um, he definitely keeps me uh, busy when we're not traveling, that's for sure. Well, and even when we are traveling, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's just, he's a ball of light, you know. He really is. Um, and he loves Scotty. Sometimes I think he loves Scotty more than he loves me and, and his mom. That is adorable. But he's also he's also getting really good at drums. We're, we're thinking about training <laughs> yeah. him. Well, there you go. You know, he can help us sell merch. Yeah. I see the path right now. So let's talk about, before we do anything else, I want to make sure that everybody knows how they can get in touch with you and find out more about your band, you know, the two of you playing and and be able to see you. Because seeing you in action, I was watching some of those YouTube videos and you guys are Really, the the filmmaking that goes into it, too, you can definitely tell now that I've talked to you that you know what you're doing there. (laughs) They're really great. Well, thank you. So how can we find out more and and get in touch and and even buy some merch? Yeah, so you can go to our website, www.thecernybrothers.com, and uh, you can buy um, all of our merch um, through our store on that site. Um, you can check out our YouTube channel. You mentioned seeing some of our music videos there. You know, we've put a lot of uh, thought and time behind a lot of our videos, and we've got a you know, pretty extensive channel. So if you just go to YouTube and you search the Cerny Brothers, C-E-R-N-Y, then if you want to listen um, to the album or stream it, you could uh, you could hear it on Spotify, on Amazon Music. You could buy it on iTunes Music. Thanks. And you can kind of you can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, follow us on Twitter at the Cerny Brothers. Facebook, the same thing. We try to keep it pretty entertaining. Oh, it is definitely entertaining. I've enjoyed being <laughs> connected with you. So, tell us what's going on at, down the road. What are you looking at? Long, kind of a little longer term. Well, we're always uh, writing new music. So sometime in the near future, you know, we'd like to start thinking about a new album. And and we're hoping for next year to just have some really, really great um, touring dates. And all of that will be available for people to find out on your website? Yep. And then also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we always keep that updated with what we're doing. I mean, sometimes literally by the day, uh, we'll let you know where we're playing and, and what's happened in our lives. Well, there's a lot that is happening. Let me ask you one other thing, because this I'm just curious. You go so many places. What would you say is kind of your favorite place that you go? Uh, that's such a hard question. We, I personally love California. You know, we, we've recently moved to Nashville, I guess, four years ago we did. But uh, whenever we get a chance to go out to California, I just feel like it's such a beautiful state and um, you know there's so much to see and so much to experience out there 
I'd go with that. I'd probably, I might say New York City. Um, if you, if you've got everything planned out, otherwise <laughs> that city will eat you whole. But, um, but it's an, an amazing place. Well, I can't thank you enough for being with me today on Speaking of Travel. I've really enjoyed kind of feeling like I'm in the back seat there, just driving along the highway down to <laughs> down to Atlanta. It's almost a Greg Allman song in the making. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like it. So before we go, I want to um, find out, when are you going to come to Asheville, North Carolina again? Well, we love Asheville. I mean, we were there not too... Uh, late summer, yeah, late summer we were there, and and uh, been there before that, and it's just such a cool area, great people. So sometime in this next year, I would be almost ninety nine point nine percent that we'll be back in Asheville. Well, I'm excited to hear that, and I want to thank you both really for the um, the intention that you bring to your journey. It is. Really, I was telling somebody this earlier. This is the kind of story we need to hear. We To know that people are out there in America, around the world, and we're all people. And for you to be able to bring your music and your words and yourselves to people all over is, is really, uh, really commendable. And I thank you both for doing that. Thank you. Well, thanks for having us. This has been really fun. Thanks for talking to us and letting us... Um yeah, let us be on your show. You bet. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel with the Cerny Brothers while they're on the road. Be sure to check them out. I'm telling you, they are really, they're, they're, they're good people. And go out this week. It's going to be a really busy week, I know. But go out and really have uh, a meaningful interaction with another person who's not even, well, even someone related. Just go out and have a wonderful uh, interaction, give somebody a hug, and um, remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 